0: And welcome to episode 313 of the Awesome Comics Podcast, the place where small press makes a big noise. I'm Vince Hunt, writer of MI666, and joining me as always are the creator of the webcomic Vanguard, Dan Butcher. Hello. And the writer who knows no boundaries, (laughs) uh, (laughs) Tony Esmond.
1: Well, I've got to say, I think someone might be giving me a run for my money around that. Mm, And we just interviewed him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We 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 enjoyed it. Yeah. Yes. um, Those that um, heard us talk, Talk about like dangerous comics underground comics, and you know sh- strange wonderful and and hilarious hilarious sort of comic books are in for a treat as we um we spoke to Patrick Sparrow this week, and if you don't know his work, you will yeah, <laughs> in a me short too, while because
1: he's been making us laugh all day, yeah,
0: yeah, we have to speak to someone whose the name of one of their comic is a dirt baby and bone cat that's just <laughs> that's just how we roll on this show. <laughs> um, and and it was um it was quite fitting, I think, considering um one of the things I got in the post today was was your new book turning. Well. <laughs> yeah. So you know I'm, suran- you got, I'm surrounded. You got both posts at the
1: same time, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. You're on a yeah. watch list now, mate, i tell you now. Oh God.
0: That was like a one-two punch. Reading one of those those
2: two fucking yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: If 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 you if you read those two one after the other, and we're talking <laughs> talking about the new Atomic Hercules weapon of mass destruction and Tales of the Peeper Creeper, if you read them one after the other, you're, something weird happens to your brain, doesn't it? You try and um, yeah.
1: assassinate the president. It's, I
0: think it's, the... it's a, they are like psychedelics that sort yeah. of. I don't know. I, I still don't know who I am anymore. <laughs> and, and that's and what comics. Can... <laughs> oh, I, I, I know enough about myself to yeah. answer that. <laughs> <laughs> I also know enough about myself that this week I'm going to finish the sponsorship ad, just in case anyone anyone no, caught on. No, no noticed. one said it. No one noticed. But it was a message that I sent to uh, the guys after the episode Cause so, we. Oh, Should we finish it? As we always do. I mean, we got the important information in. That If you go to comichouse.com, our wonderful sponsors, um, you'll find an indie comic marketplace with a difference that they love indie comics as much as us. And you'll you'll find like a huge selection of titles on their database. In it. And if you yourself self-publish, you could list your book on there. And it's another avenue for you to get start selling your books. And, and also, they've got an app with there's loads of stuff. I mean I didn't finish this well, act. You are throwing yourself into the acting on this one, aren't you? I can't I can't It's going all right, I think. Yeah, it's going well. Yeah, well, you know, I feel so bad that I, I left out oh, that no. like for only three pounds a month you get access to an enormous library of digital indie comics on their app, which is being updated all the time. I mean, Dan, what's what's on there at the moment? Well, tech war fans, uh <laughs> you fill your boots, man. All five of we, you. We,
1: William. Hey there. William. Hey there. William Shatner's Tech War. I read War. the Tech War books back in the day and I watched the TV series. Do you know the name of the hero of the Tech War books? No.
2: Come, come
0: to... on, mister. I've read the books. I and have. A, no, I've read the, I I think there the
1: was, series. I think there was about four books and then there was four TV movies and a short series. I think I yeah. tried to
2: watch a, a, TV, a TV film or something and I was like, oh, I'm not sure about this.
1: It was that the main character in it wasn't wasn't Shatner. He was his boss, wasn't he? It was the yeah. main character was that sort of very bland American actor who seems to be in everything. It's not um, wasn't
2: Lorenzo Lomas, someone like but that, but somebody
1: similar. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. the was hero's renegade. Name is
2: Jake Cardigan.
0: Oh, oh I remember he? now because yeah. it always made me laugh that the hero's name is Cardigan. Yeah.
2: yeah. So, uh, if you ever want to get up uh, to speed on the tech war. You can read the Tech War Chronicles on Comic House alongside a
1: whole slew of other titles. Can I also point it, out that Tech War was a Marvel comic at one point? Oh, okay.
0: As well, yeah. 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 Look, so, stop being a Tech War nerd, Tony, and let Dan finish <laughs> off the list. <laughs> Sorry. We've got uh, Sorry.
2: Tales from William F. Nolan's Dark Universe issue one, two, three, four, and five, and we've got The World of a issue eight. Oh. So there's a
1: lo- hell of a lot of comics. There's loads going on at the moment
0: yeah. I haven't heard of. It's good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's good. I I'm long overdue at a deep dive into like loads of like great sort of indie stuff that I've I've discovered I mean, we've discovered stuff on there and then spoken to the creators on this show. Yeah. Afterwards what's well, the so.
1: what's the what's the company that make the tech war stuff? Is it is it that blue wave, what are they called are Tidal, uh, Tidal wave. What are they called, approach? yeah, Blue Water. Blue Water, that's it, yeah. Mm. Yeah, they've got quite a few of their titles on there now, haven't they? Yeah. yeah.
0: So. There's quite a number of them. So if you um if you go to comichouse dot com you can find out about a fourteen day free trial of the app. Um, also, if you got if you want to get your kids into comics, there's an all ages section as well. There's there's comics of all genres, but if you 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 know there are you can put safety stuff in place if you don't want your kids to read some of the filth that um us hosts on this show create on a daily basis. Um, <laughs> then there's also that as well. But definitely go to comichouse dot com to find out more and. Um, there you go. I feel proud that I finished so, that.
2: Yeah. I've just bloody scrolled back through a couple of pages, which I thought. I wonder what was new that week. And there's titles here that I didn't even see before. No, right. Power of the Valkyrie, Quatermain presumably Alan Quartermain, yeah, yeah. Uh H, like Ryder Haggard. I like those books. Julie Kalogawa's The Iron King. It's like a manga title. Yeah. Nanny and Hank. What the hell is that? <laughs>
0: That is the sound of someone discovering a comic. Live, it's a photo comic, like,
2: oh, on the cover, God. and it's got story synopsis. Giving a whole new meaning to Walkers of the Night. Nanny and Hank think that they're becoming creatures of the night was hard. None of them must face their greatest challenge yet, their grandchildren. The horror of heart continues in this four-issue miniseries from Ain't It Cool News' Miller, Mark L.
1: That sounds mental.
2: Uh, yeah. just, I'll, I'll put the uh, we'll need to read it. the chat, and, uh, yeah, we can report back on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Next
0: week. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't make promises, Dan. You should never make promises on I did
2: <laughs> it did take me a couple of weeks, but I did read that comic, The Shitty Stories. And but that's I, all right, you know, I'd look at yeah, that. That's yeah. a good drawn comic. Yeah, yeah. yeah I like
0: yeah.
1: that. Yeah. He does well for us. He messaged me saying, Oh, thanks for all the shout outs. He's just had another one there. That's good.
0: There you go. Yeah. There you go. Thank you to um all our listeners, whether um current or new. Um we really appreciate it as always. And uh, yes, should we just jump what? I just looked at the cover for that. I told you. What? <laughs> don't, don't, right. Okay, everyone. Go to ComicHouse.com and like look up this <laughs> Nanny okay. and Hank. Ah. Yeah. What's it called? N- unbelievable. Nanny in, like,
2: your, your, your nan, Nanny and Hank. It's
1: Nanny. like they've nicked an old, like an old renewed their vows picture of someone's shelf and stuck in it 50s. on there as the cover. Yeah. yeah. That's genius. I want that suit, that white suit he's got on. That looks all right.
2: Oh my, oh. I want that chiffon sort of dress that the the, the ladies were in. Probably good. you know what I mean? If only we could recreate that photo somehow. <laughs> <laughs> good. Um,
0: Nanny well, and Hank sponsored by uh, Nanny, Nanny, and Nanny, 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 and Nanny and Hank. Yeah, for comic. Na- Nanny and Hank. Oh god, I'm
2: right. fucking looking up after we finish
0: the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. But um yeah, well actually you might as well do that now. And while um Dan's looking that up, you might as well listen to this um wonderful interview that we just had. Did you do all the advert? I'm just checking for I we did, did all of the ad- don't well done you. Ticked. Don't be cheeky, Tony, or I'll edit you out. Yeah. nicely done. Yeah.
1: It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: only a matter of time. We'll um get <laughs> but yes no in in all seriousness check out this um, great interview with Patrick Sparrow who um, is um, is a creator that you're definitely going to want to follow yep so without and and be prepared because we all go a bit mad don't we
1: get a bit carried away
0: get a little bit carried away and why not because that's what comics does to you right check out the interview now and Dan get on Nanny and Hank now get on Nanny right this week we are very pleased to be joined by the mind behind such titles as, and get this, Zomra, Dirt Baby, and Bone Cat, and, <laughs> Dirt Baby, and Tales. Of, yeah, may uh, already that's a favorite, and Tales of the Peeper Creeper. Um, welcome to the show, Patrick Sparrow.
3: Hello, sir. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yeah, that uh, <laughs> some of those titles are certainly titles. Some of them not so good. Some of them may be yeah, good. Is. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> <In> I'm <time, laughs> we sure all think that they all suck.
1: <laughs> I like the fact we've had the most impolite conversation for the last five minutes, and right. then you've suddenly you've all gone polite, haven't we? I don't oh yeah, we there. always do, yeah.
0: you know, we, we yeah. put the game faces on, just like the guests do. Um, <laughs> yeah. pa- and but Patrick, Downton
3: Abbey here, Vancouver. Patrick, that's what it's <laughs> yeah. like in England. Oh god, please. I'm just going to start dropping the C word, left, right and centre, just going to walk back <laughs> just said. Yeah. <laughs> Although you guys let that low like water down there, don't you? That's the thing. Yeah. Uh, well, not, on this, not, not on, on this show. Not on this show. Not I used go. to date a British girl, and that would totally throw me for a loop every time she would sprinkle that into casual conversation, which she did quite frequently. I never <laughs> quite got used to it because there's very few words that are like actually going to offend me. But uh, whereabouts? Ex- in, whereabouts
1: <laughs> just as an aside, whereabouts in England was she from? Um,
0: Northamptonshire.
1: Oh, OK. All right. OK. I was going to say if it was Liverpool or something like that, it's quite common.
0: Oh, well, yeah. that, that's because you like to alienate a section of England or or Great Britain
3: every <laughs> week, don't you, Tony? Yeah, yes. Um, but, Patrick, you're
0: you are joining us from Canada.
3: Yeah, the Great White North. That's <laughs> <laughs> the sun, basically, is how I look at Canada.
0: Um, and,
1: and you're um, you're about an hour and a half out. I've heard you say an hour and a half outside of Is it Toronto.
3: It's Toronto. This this is a funny thing about when people ask me where I'm from, I usually just say Toronto as a blanket statement because no one who knows anything about Canada is going to know where Cambridge, Ontario is. So I just say, ah, Toronto, because Mm. most people really don't care that much. So (laughs) Toronto.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I once bought something in a shop in New York, and they said, oh, where are you from? And I said London. And they went, what, London, Canada? I was like, don't be ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> were they trying to
3: be funny? Because it's really funny if that was the intention.
1: Yeah, I don't think so. I didn't I didn't catch if they were. But yeah, I just pretended <laughs> they were being racist.
3: That's weird, man. I remember when I was a kid, there were kids in our class that would like, I'd ask them what they did over the weekend. And they'd be like, oh, I went to London. And I'm like, wow, you flew to London? That's <laughs> insane. Not realizing that there was a London, Ontario, like an hour away. Because how would I know or possibly give a shit? Uh. <laughs>
1: You were just out killing Wolverines, I'm guessing.
3: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was just out killing bags of Doritos 3D. You know, that's. (laughs) Oh my god. Did you guys ever get those there?
0: Yeah. Yeah, for a brief moment. What was 3D about them? I wasn't aware Doritos were ever two dimensional.
3: Yeah, Yeah, that's (laughs) the weird thing about it. so And it's funny because they came back, like, this year. So it's been a bad time for a lot of things, including (laughs) (laughs) snacks. <laughs> yeah, um, just
1: in time for us all sitting on our asses this
3: time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, basically. But uh, yeah, I remember the first time around, it was sort of like. Uh, it, it was literally just like a puffed corn chip type thing. And it uh, did taste like yeah. Doritos. And a lot of people were like, this is bullshit. It's just like a bag of air, which most chips are already. Yeah. yeah so it's yeah. more air. But this time around, when they redid them, it had kind of more the consistency of. Um, you guys have bugles down there? Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it looks like a bugle, which yeah. it sucked. So Yeah,
0: bugles are a strange texture to have in your mouth. And yes, people, I did just say that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> you keep doing this and I haven't got my recorder on. Oh. Just tell me next time. <laughs> you
1: lost so many bits of comedic gold. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Chris, now, bugle
2: Chris.
0: Oh, yeah, I know the ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now, obviously we're not ones to stereotype, but obviously Canadians, <laughs> they have a reputation of being super nice people. Obviously, Patrick, you're, you're a super nice guy.
3: Off. Wrong. Off. Have you
0: seen these people... comics? Yeah, underneath that super nice sort of visage that you put on, you, you create comics that are very unique, dark, hilarious, and I don't know how to describe them, but... <laughs> twisted. I think we said twisted earlier, didn't we? Yeah. yeah yes.
1: Yeah. Men yeah. without
3: gonads, they've got no balls, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. I don't know, man. It's all just for the sake of uh, trying to get a laugh, man. And uh, <laughs> yeah, you say that thing about Canadians being nice. I'll say we're just the most passive-aggressive country if there is going to be one. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> uh, I think that's more apropos. Yeah. But yeah, definitely try to get things out there with a bit of um. Yeah, I guess just sick and twisted sense of humor yeah. is just what I have personally. There's what a, defi- I There's no, a no definite free edge. Creeper creeper. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> edge. That's me, Edge Lord 2000. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to
0: paint you as an edge lord. But okay, let's let's take your origin story then. Like, how did you um start like for like into comics to where you are now? You know how what was your comics journey like?
3: Um, oh, so when I was like a little little kid, I used to really like drawing comics and um. It was so dumb, but one of the first things I did when I was a little kid you guys have beanie babies?
4: Yes. Yeah. yeah so I had like, beanie not beanie
3: personally. Babies. So okay, <laughs> well you know, the concept of You're beanie aware. babies. Yeah, yeah. And I was of the age where like they were like prime time awesome fun thing to have. But I would always draw these weird comics about uh, beanie babies swearing and fucking and doing weird <laughs> Things that were very like inappropriate for beanie babies because I think be it's was...
1: the best origin store we've had so far. But,
3: you know, normally it's like oh, I read the Beano and There's... the dandy. You know, yeah. Well, you know, this is, you you ask the question. This is what's happening. Yeah. The <laughs> yeah. You the ticket now, let's take the ride, baby. But that's <laughs> that's kind of the things that I did. Um, and then my aunt would find them and yell at me and tear them up, and then uh, it wouldn't go over very well. But I just remember thinking it was so funny because. It wasn't supposed to be funny, and uh, from then, I kind of, I don't know, got to an age where it's like, oh, what could I do with art? I really like drawing. Oh, maybe I can make comics. I know that there are people that make comics, but um, I don't know. It was something that was really far outside of my wheelhouse, and whenever I brought it up to any sort of adult, they were just like, there's no money in that. Don't waste your time, and it was sort of just beaten out of me. For many many years until eventually i met people in toronto that um they made their own comics and i was like oh shit so you could just like make your own comic and you don't need to get someone's permission to do it you don't need to work for marvel or dc to just make a comic yeah. and then a light bulb sort of went on it's like well i could just fucking make comics
1: <laughs>
3: so that's so kind of who were those people and round round what sort of period was that um, I probably like really started drawing comics. I, you could say like seriously with the air quotes probably yeah. about 10 years ago. So I would have been about like eh, mid mid ish twenties. Okay. Um, my friend, Jen Woodall, you guys might be familiar with her. Um, she is a very prolific and very talented, uh, comic artist and she's done a lot of cool stuff like magical Beatdown and okay. Marie and support. Um, I remember when she just like first started, I was like, you could just fucking do this. And then she made a bunch of friends that were doing comics, and I met them. And in all honesty, a lot of them I didn't like what they were doing. It was just like, oh <laughs> shit, the fact that you could even just do this is like amazing, even though the comic definitely isn't for me. It took right. me a while to figure out what the comic was that was for me. Because it sort of happened when I was a kid. Like, I like superhero shit, but then. It sort of got old, and it sort of seemed like it was like repetitive, or like there was a certain scope of what you could do or what mm-hmm. was allowed to be done. So yeah. that's probably why the Beanie Babies fucking was so appealing. Yeah, is that available <laughs> still? Because I'd read that. <laughs> I mean, it should be. If I could <laughs> yeah. find, like I was saying, my aunt ripped them all up. So <laughs> oh. maybe it's censorship, something... man. Hey, yeah.
0: well, you know, now is the
3: time for the reboot. Yeah, maybe yeah. it's time to redo it. There's yeah. definitely like a lot of. I was actually looking at some of my old books the other day. I pulled out like every single book that I had a copy of that I had made, and I was like, "This is all fucking shit." But like, oh, (laughs) what if I actually took the time to take some of this, like a book from ten years ago, and retooled it, and like did some new layouts and work on top of it? Like, oh, maybe one of these would be the foundation for a good new book, and I could do it again, knowing what I know now, and make it better. So I've sort of been toying with the idea of doing that. Like you said, that Zamra book. You said that title at the beginning, yeah. And I'm, yeah. You kind of that book's been out of print for a couple of years now, but the people that have it claim to like it. <laughs> I've been thinking <laughs> about doing it.
1: So was that like a Mumra thing?
3: Was it? I'm guessing. No, it's just a horror comic, and that was the name of the book that I had given it. Um, and each issue was just going to be a new story, and it's the only thing I've ever done that wasn't humor. Um, right. So I've been sort of thinking about maybe redoing it, but injecting it with some of the humor since that's the sort of stuff that I am hmm. better at than horror. Hmm. Um, so how, did you, how did you
0: really... find that then? Um, you know, because it seems like you're naturally inclined to do like humor stuff, but to do like a straight horror story, was that a real learning curve for you?
3: Um, yeah, it was. And, you know, I think it's, there still is a lot about it that I would have to learn because I mean, there's things that are similar with um, humor and horror, like you have to have a sense of like timing, and um, that's true. That, yeah. You know yeah, I mean, yeah. like to get the beats of like something scary, get the beats of something that's going to be funny and land and get a laugh, or yeah, you know, scoop <laughs> and land and be unsettling. There's a um, certain
0: punchline sort of rhythm. There's a to rhythm
3: to yeah. comedy, isn't yeah. there? There there's, really is. Yeah, there's a rhythm and a payoff, and it plays so much with misdirection. Mm. So. I feel like they both have a lot of similar traits like that, but um, obviously a completely different feeling at the tail end. And always, like I've just always loved horror. Um, like most of the books that I have at home were horror, mm, okay. um, and even just the uh, visual aesthetic of it. So
1: yeah, I was, I was thinking about timing when I was reading your rereading your comic today, and I was thinking there's a there is a real art to it. You know, say for example a four panel um gag strip which is what you do quite a lot of it for example man meets woman man is critical of woman woman walks away woman throws sanitary towel in his face now there's a timing to that isn't there do you know what i mean
3: yeah it's yeah. it's weird to say but it's true and that was <laughs> yeah. a funny thing to even figure out with the four panel formula which is mostly where i dwell now yeah. uh the four panel formula with the beats really don't work well i think for something it's horror um yeah. because you have to have more sort of like you need a page turn, don't you? Almost for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's why that Zamra book was a longer narrative, it's 24 pages of one story, not just like the other books. Most of the books I have, they're like 24 pages, but it'll be a collection of strips. So, yeah, that's realizing because I remember, like, for years I would try to get a comic book in and done, but getting a narrative story together with the pacing and the work was crazy to me. And,. To do one story and one thing and draw the same characters over and over again for 24 pages in the same scenario is really daunting if you've never done comics before, and it's still yeah. daunting now, even though I have done comics. Um,
1: yeah, no, so, I, I totally agree, man. That's the thing. That's why I'm not an artist because one, I
3: can't draw, into, two, that would bore
1: me. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's exactly yeah. right.
3: And like even the people that that's all they do, or you know, these long narrative stories, like it fucking bores them too. <laughs> like even the best, <laughs> sure, like you're human. And I think I have a, I don't know, my wife is a social worker and therapist. She kind of thinks that I have a spot of uh, ADHD, so that makes things a lot more sort of complicated with me, even though it's not diagnosed in terms of getting anything <laughs> <Okay>. done. <laughs>
1: the Sparrow household is beginning to make more sense to me now.
3: Yeah, um, it's weird. She's been sending me all these memes lately about ADHD, and I'm like, God damn it. It's funny, but also sad because of how true this is to my life. So. Yeah, yeah, I keep forgetting the ones you've sent me, that sort of thing. Is that what you say to her? <laughs> As an yeah. joke, yeah, and then I'll forget to respond because I'll, I'll see a cat or something else. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So whatever. was
1: there was there anyone in the? Because I'm guessing most of your influences comes from underground indie small press kind of guys and girls. Is it is that is that the
3: case or? Yeah, actually, yeah, you're right. You're, it does come from that sort of area. Which um, there were a couple instances, sort of early on, where I got exposed to that stuff just by like pure luck i remember um when i was in high school before i really started doing comics i had uh found out about american splendor okay good yeah and i really liked those books and what i had seen of that i think it was from the hbo movie really is where i first sort of got an inkling as to who he was and what he did yeah and um at the time i was a teacher's aide um So, I was in high school. I was working on getting a credit, and I was a teacher's aide at an elementary school. So, I would spend half my day going to an elementary school and helping uh, teach the kids and sort of corral the kids there. And one of the teachers there had a husband who was into underground comics and weird stuff. And I offhandedly mentioned the name Harvey Picar to her once. And she's like, Oh, my husband loves him. I'll bring you in some of his books from his collection. And she brought me in uh, a couple copies of American Splendor, like original issues and uh, a couple other just sort of weird comics. And I was like, holy shit, this is awesome. Thank you so much. Because it was the type of thing like I had heard about it from that HBO movie, but like I didn't grow up in a town where there was a comic book shop or I had any titles like this readily available. Like I couldn't even buy a Marvel comic in the town where I grew up, much Mm. less uh, Harvey Picard book. So what do you do? uh, Stick them on eBay or. Well yeah if you could get them on ebay at the time i mean did you stick your friends comics on ebay that
1: that would have been the move i'd have made
3: oh yeah that makes sense too (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like moments happened where you know stuff like this sort of like came together and like things started clicking like oh you can do this and oh you don't have to do this the way that everyone else does this and things got going and then is there
1: anyone who particularly influenced your style because it's it's quite um it's funny but it's quite transgressive for those haven't seen it you know there's a lot of um (laughs) <laughs> That's quite a <adult>, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. The cover of Peeper Creeper is, is him with his guts hanging out in a sort of faux smile. Do you know what I
3: mean? Yeah, I think a lot of that aesthetic, even though it's humor, definitely comes from the horror comics that I read. Like, um, you know, I definitely like old EC horror stuff. And right. even though it's humor, I definitely like that visual aesthetic. Also, too, like, I'm not sure if you've noticed, but there's a lot of... Um, I, I don't know if this is a trend in just humor comics or just comics in general right now, but you see comics and they're so like, like comics are already sort of a shorthand for like a visual representation of a person. Like if it, it's cartoons. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel like it's been like really dumbed down past the point of like being anything that's really cool looking or being like technically proficient. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of comics you see. Yeah. Like the average person looks at comics on Instagram and, it doesn't even register to them that it's a comic they just see it and swipe on by and they're so like just even like meme comics and shit like that it's very like primitive and very basic so seeing some of these horror books that like have like amazing art and ec comics i sort of wanted to replicate some of that but have it in a humor format Um, and you've also got
0: like uh, like their sort of a a psychedelic sort of color palette to it. um sort of reminiscent of like some of uh, rob zombies sort of artwork
3: yeah yeah i i really do like rob zombie i do like him um hmm. a lot of his stuff is sort of indicative of like you know rat fink and yeah you know ed roth and his sort of weird oh uh, yeah stuff.
4: I definitely yeah, like yeah. all that stuff yeah. as
3: well i like hot rod culture and just weird monster nonsense yeah. um yeah i definitely i'm a big ed roth fan actually so that's funny you brought that up
1: Oh, nice. Can I um? Can I just ask you to run another a- an anecdote past us? And this relates to you putting your phone number on the wall of a toilet. The, oh, um, shit. you guys know we, about that. Well, we were listening. I was listening to the Gutter Boys, and you mentioned it on there. And um, I just thought for those a lot of our listeners won't listen to that podcast, but I wonder whether you might repeat it because it is pretty hilarious.
3: Yeah. Okay. So. Um... Yeah, that was fucking... I still get phone calls about that. So.
1: <laughs> Change your number, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, I
3: really should have. But, okay, so this is the thing. So I got... um, I was doing some work for Adult Swim. They were doing web comics. So oh. I was lucky enough to land a gig with them doing that for however long my contract period was. And one of the comics I had done... Uh, took place in a men's room. And, you know, typical men's room fair, there's all the graffiti on the stalls and dick drawings and crude stick lady boobs. So I slid my number into one of the panels and just said, for a good time, call my number. And, like, this was only being shared on the Adult Swim dot com instagram page initially <laughs> yeah. which just had like i think a hundred thousand followers so so no, it really, really. Wasn't... <laughs> yeah and like this is the thing i've realized too about putting comics online like you might get a thousand people that see it 500 people that actually read it 100 people that click like maybe 50 people that comment and maybe two people that actually buy the book <laughs> yeah. from all yeah. the engagements that you yeah. get yeah. that's yeah. sort of how it boils down to yeah, so like quite a
1: lot about that when you start looking at twitter you've done it dan haven't you you've noticed how many click throughs there are and...
3: yeah exactly like idea. it's eyes slide onto it and they slide off quickly because that's the way that social media goes. But I thought that was how it was going to be. People would see the number and they wouldn't really think twice about it. I'll get a couple odd phone calls from the couple odd people and that'll be it. Mm. But um, (laughs) then they shared it from that page to the adult swim main page, which had a couple million followers. And then I just started getting inundated with phone calls because (laughs) I guess this is a thing that adult swim fans, I guess they think this about Adult Swim is that, you know, they're going to hide different weird ways of having... have gotten it. in suddenly. Yeah, yeah, they've seen this number. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They thought it was going to be like a hint at something else. So I'd get all these calls and I would just ignore them. Um, but then from there I thought, like, okay, well, I'm getting all these phone calls. I'll set up a voicemail message as myself as the Peeper Creeper thanking people for calling. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you get I, some pictures through? Is that a Yeah, of- people started randomly sending like weird like amputee porn pictures to the oh my god, <laughs> oh my, <laughs> god. Oh my god <laughs> I got inundated with because this is the thing about adult swim fans I didn't realize at the time is like a lot of them are a lot younger than I am now and they're pretty obnoxious and um <laughs> a bunch of people were waiting for a new season of Rick and Morty to come out. So not knowing that I'm just like a contracted guy to adult swim, I don't really work there. I would get all these angry voicemails, just fucking people yelling, you piece of shit. Where's Rick and Morty season four. I want it now. I want it now because I think they did a thing with season three where Dan Harmon was constantly getting harassed about when the new season was going to premiere and they wouldn't tell anybody a date. And then he waited to get one more angry tweet about when the season was going to start so that he could respond and say, all right, you want the fucking season here? It's going to air now. And then it aired within the next, like, five minutes of that tweet being sent. Right. Oh, so they sort of like, organized that prank and joke on that one random Twitter user because enough people were sending them tweets about when the fuck the season's going to start. Yeah. So I think yeah. people thought that, like, I actually worked for Adult Swim, that I had something to do with anything. So I got so <laughs> many calls with Rick and Morty that I fucking grew to hate Rick and Morty. Uh, <laughs> And I started using the thing because I would get all these numbers, and I would just set up this automated text thing where it would just respond back and say, hey, if you're looking for a good time, send me your home address and <laughs> a self-addressed step envelope, whatever it was. And people started sending me their addresses. <laughs> My God. Like, yeah. this is a thing, too. Like, I could have been fucking with them. Like, I could have been, like, a random maniac that just was getting yeah. their numbers from accident. Yeah playing along i could have like gone to their houses and killed them but a lot of them were just like kids so they would send me their home addresses and then the ones that were stupid enough to do so got rewarded because i started sending out uh peeper creeper fan club cards and stickers <laughs> and, and shit. Like, i ever sold another book off of it but you know it was funny fan engagement for a while and adult swim were a great platform they really helped get my crap out there to the type of people that i feel like would actually enjoy that shit. So um, that's sort of how that shook out. And even though that was, I think, probably close to two years ago now, I guess enough people that dig through Adult Swim accounts will find the comic time to time, and I'll get phone calls. And it's always, like, the middle of the night. <laughs> and, like, I don't have the message set up anymore, but, like, I'll just get a phone call from, like, Richmond, Virginia at, like, 12 o'clock before <laughs> I go and I'll just answer it. And I'll just talk to the guy and be like, Hey man, what do you need? And he'll be like, Uh I called for a good time and I'm like, Alright, cool man. Well, uh, so what do you want to talk about? Uh what's (laughs) the like you doing anything cool today or are you up to the season of (laughs) art or And then people usually get, like, freaked out and they just hang up right away. A couple people are like, oh, I want to fucking come. And I'm like, that's (laughs) that. I'm sorry about that call. But it happens. You should look into, uh, I don't know, I know those love dolls are probably beyond your means, but maybe there's inflatable ones on Amazon. (laughs) for a more worthwhile price range for whoever it is, is calling, so... I don't I know.
1: That. I did a similar thing for a comic back in the early two thousands, just when sort of burner phones came out over here. Me and a mate, Edricino, we did like I don't know if you have them in Canada, but you get in in London, you get these cards in phone boxes with a sort of sexy lady and a phone number. You know. Oh um, yeah. yeah, Mostly, yeah, yeah. I think they're just used for people to put in their mate's pocket when they're pissed, so their wife finds yeah, it. You no know, man. it's a sort of funny joke. Yeah. So oh, we did, no. we did a drawing of this character in our comic and said, you know, for a good time, ring this number. And we put them in the phone boxes in um, in Bristol, where was the, where the convention was. And we didn't get that many. We got a few sort of silent phone calls, you know. Heavy listening. breathing late at night. Yeah, yeah just sort of <laughs> rang it and like just didn't say anything, just to wait to hear the voice. And I would never say anything. I'd just sort of sit there and well, listen. Well, you know, comic
0: you fans know? are nervous, aren't they? You know,
3: yeah. yeah. That's that's true. They're a nervous bunch. That's why you've got to go out of your way to engage. You've got to bring them yeah. out of their shell. That's why you've got to say the weird shit first.
0: Yeah. <laughs> superstitious cowdy lot yeah, pick, yeah. Uh, sex lines for everyone that's what they're we're all right on
3: twitter they, they go mad for it on twitter but oh, when you yeah. see them face to face it's a yeah. different yeah. story yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, completely most people are like that comic yeah. fans are not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um
0: but what you what you said there about like adult swim swim and engaging with the sort of audience that your work is do you think that's um that's quite an important thing for creators to do is you know especially if someone has you know, their own style or their own unique way of, like, storytelling. Like, finding oh, other avenues yeah. that that have that sort of same audience, you know, rather than... Because sometimes there are a lot of creators, um, and you may be listening now, who, who you know, you're doing this weird esoteric work or, or you're thinking, oh, that you know, no one's going to like my comic book when I'm surrounded by Marvel and DC. Whereas you should probably... There are people out there doing the same sort of comics that might appeal. Do you think it, Do you think it's, it's good for people to seek out other places like that?
3: Yeah, for sure. Like, at the end of the day, whether someone makes something... Like, I've made books that I'm not particularly proud of, but this is the thing. I made the book, and now mm. it's done. Yeah. So whether I like it or not, I still have to put it in front of somebody because I need to validate what I did with my time and justify <laughs> it. <Yeah>. And justify <laughs> my fucking existence as an artist. So people need to see it, otherwise... What are you doing it for? I mean, maybe that's like an egocentric way of doing things, um but yeah, it's absolutely important to find your audience and yeah, if there's other things that are kind of similar to what you do that you can glean from, by all means, figure it out and go there uh, you got to get your shit in front of people and you that's gotta a take out of
0: up a table pitch in. as well when someone comes up to your table and go, "What's this comic about? It's about legitimizing my fucking
3: existence <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly it though that's yeah. exactly yeah. it yeah. and i will totally tell people that like this is validating my existence as an artist thanks for buying the book i appreciate it and people are like uh you're welcome and like, I,
1: like, yeah. I, like to point, I like to point down the row of tables and say that dude down there he's had the same book on his table for three years running I Ain't done nothing new look at this new that's one yeah. of my favorite ones
3: exactly yeah you got to rotate the crops man you got to do new shit and like yeah. that's the whole thing with me talking to you guys about getting on the podcast is like wherever i can go where there might be people that are interested in reading i want to go there and i've done plenty of weird shit to try to get people interested another thing that i was doing is i was having people on social media uh renounce religion so that they would get uh <laughs> it's just like i would i would have these weird like uh peeper creeper dressed as jesus images that i would share and i was like if you it's want true. to join our cult which was just like me handing out more peeper creeper fan club cards and <laughs> stickers the same way as i did with adult <laughs> swim all you have to do is reshare this renounce god and heaven for all eternity <laughs> ah, ah, for like you is. sold me into peeper creeper and i will send you a sticker and it was as easy as that and people will be like oh fucking i'll do this and then you get someone's email address and their mailing address and it's worth it to have next time you do something to try to have them know about it. And,
1: Mate, it's a good yeah. shout. The old, uh, the old Richard Dawkins, Christopher Hitchens crowd, that's a big crowd, man. Yeah, Stop selling them comics, you do it right. <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly right, man. There's And the, there's plenty of people that might not even read comics yeah. that don't know about your comic, and it makes sense, but doesn't mean that they wouldn't enjoy it if they found it. So it's I it's good
1: to that- I mean, the way I discovered you was um, sort of a sideways into your work, and that was because I read Cosmic Surfer, which is in no way at all associated with the Silver Surfer. I'd like to point that out for uh, purposes on this
3: podcast. 100% correct, yes. Yes,
1: and I love the fact that in it, the Cosmic Surfer, it does things like he fucks a plant, um, <laughs> and he wakes up on Galactus's ball
3: bag. Yeah, because, you know, you got a lot of time to kill in the day. <laughs> you're a superhero so obviously you get up to other shit yeah like imagine if you had his powers and what you would do yeah. you probably wouldn't be like saving planet x y and z all the time yeah You've you'd got be other picking things. a plant up that looks a bit like a vagina and
1: saying <laughs> exactly
3: can I eat this or can I fuck it
1: you
4: tell them <laughs> at the same
3: time, superpower. at the same time that you lose all lust in your heart for fucking random plants and inanimate objects. I don't believe that one second. Exactly. <laughs> that's whole, yeah. You guys probably heard about this whole heroes don't eat pussy thing with Batman. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's why that's absolutely ludicrous. If like these are supposed to be characters that are in any way identifiable as you know human or something close, then of course they're going to do things like eat pussy or have a good <laughs> yeah. time outside mm. of saving the it's world. You a know what I mean? Power. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, and he'd probably be the best at it too, with all the you know. Oh well, well according to DC, Batman trained. can
0: do anything. He can do anything.
3: Yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, how did the well how did it?
1: Cosmic Surfer come about? Patrick, was it?
3: Um, I think I was just I was talking to whoever I was talking to, and I think I touched on this sentiment earlier. It's like you know what we're doing isn't going to be in a Marvel or DC book, but like, wouldn't it be fun to play in that sandbox? Mm-hmm with those yeah. characters, it's like, well, fuck it. Why don't we just do it anyways? And I'm not the first person to do it. There's other superhero parody books out there. Uh, like Twilight of the Bat is a really good one. It's a play on uh, the Dark Knight books. I can't remember the author's name. Yeah, I've
1: just read a Batman one. And I can't think. It comes out of Strangers Distro. They do one that's uh, a Batman yeah. one. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, there's a ton of Batman. I mean, obviously, the more popular the character is, the more of them that they're going to be. But I just thought it would be fun. Like, okay, well, let's just do our own book with those characters anyways and just fuck around and have fun. And it was one of those things where uh, I was going to do it all on my own. And I got 16 pages into it, which is like halfway through a book. And I'm like, I don't want to finish this because it was a <laughs> continual narrative. Like I'm not really so talented at doing. But luckily, my friend uh, Nate McDonough, who's a very prolific uh, comic writer and artist, he picked up the rest of the book with the story beats that I had laid out. And he finished it and really put his own unique spin on the rest of the story that I had laid out. And I was really happy he did, because I feel like he made that book a lot better. So eventually we'll get do an issue, too. It might take a while, but that's the other good thing about not having to work for Marvel or DC. If you do books, you just do books when you feel like doing books. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> well, that's something I wanted to ask you, and we were chatting a bit about before we started chatting to you tonight, dude, is... is um the right it's kind of the rise of the new underground we're seeing at the moment with Definitely. people like Strangers and Bubbles and yourself mm-hmm. and stuff that we're doing over here as well. Do you do you think that's a reaction to the banality of the mainstream and also somehow the banality of this sort of graphic novel shitty,
3: boring, softy kind of culture we've developed, do you think or? I think it's something that's been like a continual reaction to mainstream comics ever since like underground stuff kicked off in like the 60s and 70s like yeah underground and indie comics have never gone away it's just like had different surges of popularity um or absences of any sort of popularity at all but people (laughs) still make shit because people are creative and need to make shit um yeah it's definitely a reaction to that and a commentary on that and that is always going to be there sort of as that underbelly and that you know other side of the coin to the big Clean, sanitized companies like Marvel and DC. Um and it's so weird too people say like Marvel and DC was like oh i read independent comics like dark horse and vertigo I'm like <laughs> oh, no, fuck yeah god damn yeah. it no you don't
1: idw um, or
3: something yeah, yeah, yeah idw as if idw or boom or independent comics but you know i'm not going to get into i don't want to get into slanderous territory cuz i appreciate what a lot of those companies do do at the end of the day this is me trying to get a job
1: uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's up Who's this on the line i don't, I don't know. know who's it's this on damn here right.
3: but this is the thing like i'm i'm not I still read a lot of their books. I still like a lot of what they do, but it's just, there's so much more. It's just like, this is the same shit you've already done. This is This worth doing. Why bother? You know, the same titles and the same characters over and over again. Um, it's if I ever got a job, me.
1: There's, there's nobody out there for a while. I got really bored with it. Cause there was no one taking any chances. And yeah. then we saw stuff like you and even people like Jasper, Juberville and, you know, this sort of thing that, that
3: guy, that guy, and how old I is he? Eh? He's about 12. Yeah. Dude, I think he might be even 11. I've talked to him, and he's Canadian, too. Uh, okay. I think he's out in Vancouver. You guys should have him on the show, because that guy, there's something about him. And I've told him this to his face, and I don't think he believes me. Maybe it's false modesty. But that guy is totally going to be a next whatever the fuck big independent comic book artist you could think of is. You know, like he, the next Charles Forsman, you could say Harvey Pekar, Bob Crumb, whatever. The next guy from the underground that's on the way up. Because that guy is so prolific with all the stuff that he makes and puts out there. And he's so young. He's so young to have. I was cultivated really surprised because he's, sort of, he's got this sort of twisted Chester Gould aesthetic to his work. And I think,
1: how
4: does he Which know that? Because
3: yeah. what like, early 20s kid. And this is the thing, he's been on this kick for a lot longer than just the last year being in his fucking early 20s. But what kid has been on that for so long that he's been able to, like duplicate, manipulate, and create his own style from that that's completely organic and looks as good as what he does does. So, yeah, that guy if that guy wants to own the world of comics, I firmly believe that guy could totally own the (laughs) world of comics. Like, as if I had started doing what he was doing at the age that he was doing it, maybe I could too, but I'm too fucking old now and I started too late because I was thinking oh, people can't make comics, I'm not going to work for Marvel DC until I was fucking clever enough in my mid-twenties to figure out you could just do it yourself. Uh, yeah. Which still, you know, well, I mean, it doesn't, I mean, doesn't mean anything. That's
1: how I discovered your book, Pat, is, is that I I think Instagram is almost like the, the, the least toxic place at the moment, you know. And I sort of, because I'm in the sort of, me and Adam are in the stable with strangers, and we sort of stretch out, you know, across the Ben Mars of this world, and, you know, the gutter boys, and all these sort of guys, guys and girls, Is we reach almost an area of comics that isn't seen by the mainstream and and that's how we discover stuff like your work you know
3: yeah and it's so fun when you do discover new stuff that's like oh the style speaks to me or whatever this is like it's like a bolt of lightning because it's not as readily available in every comic shop like all that marvel and dc stuff like you know, even in my neighborhood shop, like they know me by now, I am lucky enough to live in an area where I do have a comic book store, and every once in a while they'll bring in things that are like, "Oh, maybe he would buy this this weirdo title and if I see a title that I know he's brought in for me, I will buy it just because I feel sort of like bad <laughs> that this isn't gonna yeah. move otherwise. But um, yeah, you're not going to find stuff for the most part in most mainstream comic outlets. So when yeah. you see something that speaks to you on an individual level, on an independent level, it's it do really you, is important. Do you reach out to act- shops? Do you reach out to shops with your books at all? Because I
1: know I'm, I'm a, I shop at Gosh in London, and I don't know if you've heard of that. They're they're big supporters of the small press and stuff, and they I mean they stock, for example, Bubbles is in there. Do I mean all, you can buy all the issues of Bubbles in there and stuff yeah. like that? Is it is and that something you've tried crazy. or?
3: It's something that I used to do a lot more when I was younger. I would like go around. I would make you know a day of it and go around to every comic book shop in an area code, and I would bring copies of a book and like, hey, can you stock this? And I'll charge you X for Y and whatever. Um, But it just got to be too much of a pain in the ass because like you know I'd have to drive back to shops to get paid or back to shops to pick up the books that didn't sell, and you know real estate is really important uh, in any shop so you want to make sure that it moves and that's what i do too like i don't like i don't canvas shops to buy books wholesale or not anymore but if a place comes to me and they're like oh can we buy like 20 copies of a title i will send you you know cards on top of that stickers on top of that you know if you want to give out a couple sketches like whatever i could do to get people to move the books whether it's in my store or your store i want it to get into the hands of people ultimately yeah. um but yeah i used to fuck with that i don't really bother with it now unless the shop contacts me um i okay. do have a new book coming out eventually that will have distribution through diamonds so oh, i don't right. know how okay. the fuck that's gonna work but that will have potential to be seen by a lot more people if i play my cards right so i'm trying to figure out how i can do that
1: did you want to talk a bit about that dude or do you want to mention it or
3: yeah, sure. Um so I've been working on like what we were talking about with the underbelly of superhero bullshit. Um I've been <laughs> doing my own superhero book for the last like year and a half. Um Oh which... dear. It's like sort of a parody, sort of a play on superhero nonsense. Which, yeah, it's already out there and people do that. But hey, here's my fucking <laughs> of it anyways, because it, as if you couldn't take enough superhero bullshit, whether it's meant to be bullshit or not, here's some more, and you'll take it and you'll fucking like it too. Cause... <laughs> <laughs> but it's a book called Comrade Kill. It'll be out in October. Uh, cool. Ad House, who do like a plethora of amazing titles with amazing yeah, artists. They're a, good, they're a good company, aren't they? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So. Yeah, the book is almost done now. Um, issue one—it's going to be sixty-four pages. So it'll be like fifteen bucks when it's available, and I'm just trying to figure out a game plan to make sure that as many shops as I can get to order it will order it and do incentive stuff. Like, you know, if a shop wants to order, like I was saying, like if a shop wants to order ten copies, I'll send you a sketch card. If you want to order a hundred, I'll send you ten because you know, with the opportunity to have distribution through Diamond which is something that hasn't ever been afforded to me. Nice man. Yeah. Yeah. I want to try to take advantage of that in any small meager way that I can. So, um, and that's the other thing too. Like I'm going to try to organize a bit of a quote unquote book tour. Cause you know, with October dropping and COVID numbers dropping as well, I'm hoping I can actually uh, get in front of people to try to sell the book and, you know, get a reaction to it because like you can post stuff all day on Instagram and that's great, and you might get some good sales out of it, but there's no substitution for actually getting out there and engaging with people uh, face-to-face. Are you
1: feeling feeling the pressure around that a bit, Patrick? Because, I mean, I feel sometimes I put such fucking demented shit in my comics with Adam (laughs) that sometimes I look at the list of people who back in and I think, oh, Christ, they're not going to understand it, are they? What are we going to do? Do you know what I mean? And when you're putting it out in Diamond and you're putting it out on such a bigger scale, are you a bit nervous about the reaction possibly or
3: uh, who gives a shit <laughs> 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 if it goes well or goes bad like you know it's just going to be this one and then on to the next one you okay. know yeah. uh which is sort of how i look at it like hopefully people get it and they read it and it goes well uh hope they'll get the chance to do more books but like ultimately this is the sort of like motto that i like to live by is like hope for the best but prepare for the worst so if it totally tanks and i got a publisher that's sitting on top of thousands of unsold copies then okay well i can at least rest assured that i did my best with the book yeah. to make it my best yeah. with the book to get it out there so and that's
1: half the deal these yeah. days i mean I, I i work for a comic company as well and half of it is the actual artist getting behind the book never mind the company yes you gotta yes. do it man
3: you know which is fucking crazy like i don't understand yeah. and like i've seen this with people too before like they get into any sort of art form where there's like a person backing them like if you got signed to a record deal when you're a band or whatever it is it doesn't mean that you get to rest on your laurels and just focus on the creative like obviously the creative is the bulk of it but you mm-hmm. need to be a salesperson too to get out there and push your shit yeah. in yeah, order to uh, you know make sure that you get to keep doing your shit mm-hmm. like it's a total privilege to be able to do this stuff, and you want to sustain that for as long as you can. So, yeah, you need to sell your shit. You need to, And that's the other thing, too, is you need to sell yourself. It's not just like people buying your book and that's it. You are a reflection of the work. The work is a reflection of you. My work is utterly fucked up. But
4: <laughs>
1: <There's>,
3: <laughs> I can take that all day long. Listen, I've heard you
1: self-deprecate on, on another podcast, and they did it on here. The thing is, your comics are demented. You're not a demented dude. I've looked at your Instagram. Yeah. There's loads of pictures of people getting bummed and then there's also a picture of you fe- <laughs> There's also a picture of you feeding goats with your daughter. Do you know what yeah. I mean there's there's
3: two sides to Mr. Sparrow exactly. I'm saying? Every yeah. point. And that yeah. that's the other thing too. Like when I got that uh, bump in readership from adult swim fans. Yeah. Like I r- I realized that the bulk of their viewership is, you know, young kids that live at home, they don't really necessarily have the cash to spend on comics, which is fine. But um, I would get a lot of really, like, immature, knee-jerk, knee-jerk reactions to stuff. Like, I would get messages from people and be like, whoa, man, how high were you when you made this and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, you can yeah. what you're smoking and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I know that this is an absurd, silly uh, comic, but um, if you look beyond the humor and the punchline of these four panels, this is, like – 12 hours work that went into this in between juggling a day job and a baby so (laughs) if you're sort of able to look behind the lens a little bit you'll figure out like yeah the demented stuff is a part of it but there's also a work ethic that's there and it's not just like it drives me nuts when people like look at art like it happens a lot with the adult swim stuff too and they see like oh man this is written by someone who clearly didn't have to really try to write anything this is just all a bunch of random stuff that people made it's like even stuff that's random stuff that people made if you have any random dumb shit idea like anyone can have an idea but to have the work ethic to you know figure yeah. out a way to execute that idea and then get it in front of people like that's a lot of work oh yeah,
1: yeah it yeah. is yeah, yeah yeah it is yeah the, the thing is uh, can i also say that i'm I just go i go on the record regularly that i hate cosplayers <laughs> i fucking <laughs> I fucking despise them. But the uh-huh. one the one cosplayer I would love to see is the Peeper Creeper cosplayer. I think you get that walking through you know, your MCMs or your read-pop conventions. There's a few kids who'd probably be sick on their parents if they saw that.
3: I would love to see that too. I imagine yeah. it would be someone that would have to stitch together a bunch of pieces of beef jerky to make the suit <laughs> or something like that. I don't know. For those, a- who, a- yeah, yeah. for those who
0: don't know, this is the perfect time. What is the Peeper Creeper?
3: Damned if I know. He just sort of materialized one day. So, like, I I couldn't tell you what the origin... People ask me that all the time. Like, is he human? Like, where is he from? What's his, like, origin story? I don't think he particularly has an origin story. He just sort of showed up one day. And ever since he showed up, I haven't really been able to get him to leave. And I don't know where he goes when he's not here. I don't even know why he comes here. But he does. And I feel like, I I don't know if it's, like, a thing where it's just, like maybe this like sort of justifies it in my mind. This is my way of coping with his existence, but I kind of feel like it might just be like a watcher in the woods type scenario. Like he's <laughs> out there just because someone has to be looking in on the absurdity of yeah. Life. You. you know what I mean? Gotcha. So
1: the way I, I, I assume is he's sort of like a, a sort of mischief demon, but not in your sort of uh, low key way. More in his like a, a skinned human with no ball bag who goes around just
3: doing ridiculous things, you know. Yeah, yeah, I I could definitely see that, you know. I feel like that's a pretty apropos description. I definitely like the Loki comparison. Definitely (laughs) nothing... It'd be a much better
1: series if this was Loki. Yeah,
3: yeah. And and certainly not nefarious. Like, there's... And that's the other thing, too. Like, I've done other weird versions of the Peeper Creeper. There's one called Stalker Gawker, who is the (laughs) Peeper Creeper, but he is nefarious. So... Yeah, there's other versions of that that you can have fun with, but him, I, I think, I think, I think he's a mostly good entity. At least I hope he is. Um, so, yeah, he, I couldn't tell you where the fuck he came from. It's bizarre to me.
0: He seems to be, <laughs> yeah. Rather than being nefarious, he's always well-meaning, and he asks yeah. some important questions about yeah. life. Um, yeah, and, and the comic makes... and the comic shows the answers, which uh, yeah. means you won't be able to sleep at night. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, it's definitely
1: that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like yeah. the uh, I like the homage to um, Johnny Ryan as well. You got a Prison Planet homage in here as well, haven't you? Um, the Adventures of the was it the Erotic Adventures of? I can't read. under the lamp.
3: Oh, yeah, you got that. Yeah, that fucking thing. The come yeah, come vampire. <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> so at the back of every Peeper Creeper comic, there's always a few like sort of one-off. comics and that was one of them i don't know where the fuck that one came from either i think it just i think i got hung up on the idea of like oh what if it was a vampire but like instead of drinking blood he drinks cum (laughs) (laughs) like you know what i was saying like anyone can have an idea but then you got to put in the fucking work to actually execute it that was one of those where it was just like here's an idea but this probably isn't worth executing but then i think that was like one of the harder comics to draw too because it had certainly more panels than most of them um (laughs) and a lot more background detail than most of them with a whole grave robbing scene
1: i think it's great i think i just did a comic where two demons have tried to steal a god's semen and they (laughs) they, don't they don't make it back to work because they they drink it because it tasted
3: so good (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's, it's, a slice of God, of li- it's a slice it? of life it's a slice
3: of life two demons and it's the whole joke is that they're semen demons or what
0: yeah. well now uh, they've been
3: sent to fetch to get Hercules ejaculate so they can yeah, give it why someone. are they
0: not called semen demons
1: that is a good idea That's yeah, yeah might be
0: the sequence. yeah, Bob, yes? yeah.
1: Like speaking
3: of, <laughs> back, back, back
1: to Pat's comics also a favourite of ours was Muscle Wizard oh Another thanks dude. man I, I man. have a lot
3: of fun with him he's
1: Dan particularly like that
3: yeah fucking absolutely Kill me. I yeah. lost so much now. <laughs> yeah, isn't it is crazy that, like, every representation of wizards you see, they're always like gaunt old men that are spindly? Yeah. When, like, they have like the magic to be able to do whatever. And you can transform into a dragon. Why wouldn't you take the form of like a giant buff bodybuilder? So, <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, Did you want a, um,
1: nice. So, in that story, he puts some coal up his bum as a <clears> magic, <throat> magic trick. And yeah. um, he says, Look, I'm going to look, look at this trick and he then he sort of strains and then he reaches up his bum and pulls something out that just looks like a sort of longish turd um, and then he breaks it open and inside's a diamond that's a beautiful
3: story yeah and that's the funny thing about it was it even because he's a wizard was that magic or was it just that, the sheer strength of his buttocks I couldn't <laughs> even yes. tell yeah. you know what I'm saying about art is that it works on a couple different levels man. <laughs> you know like do you even get it and if you say you do, do you even really? And what is it if you get it? And do I? I do not know.
1: <laughs> that's that's
3: a that's a defense I use a lot when
1: people go, Your comics are disgusting. I go, You clearly don't understand the levels, my friend. <laughs> just don't <laughs> yeah. get
3: art, man. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, a fun dumb response.
0: Have you ever like um thought of an idea, worked up like the one page, you know, you've got everything down and you finish drawing it and then you look at it and think, I can't I can't put that out
3: and <laughs> <laughs> in the world. Oh, I yeah. have. Okay, so like I've done that a few times, but so, it's never been I can't put this out into the world because this is too much or this is too uh, insensitive. That's never been the reason why I wouldn't put something out. The reason why I wouldn't put something out is this just isn't good enough. <laughs> and like okay. I've had dozens of pages of stuff that like people haven't seen and won't see because this isn't good enough or the doesn't
1: world work, doesn't need it. yeah.
3: And it's not because, you know, it's not funny or it's too insulting or too, uh, you know, obscene. It's just because yeah. this could be better, so I'll just shelve this for another day. Um, I don't think that um, something being too much should be a... Uh, Motivating factor for keeping the shackles on yeah, anything that he yeah, does yeah. Um, right, yeah.
0: I, I think there's there's also a certain um there's definitely an an ethic and, and a power to that and because we're certainly with social media and Instagram and everything there is a real inkling to as soon as you've done something post it out for everyone to see mm-hmm. it's it's having that choice of like what what. From a personal perspective, what you want people to see and what you you know the the quality of your work. Whereas I think some people, I mean, you can see from their you know their social media feeds and stuff. It's it's not always the best that they could do. Like, no, I, okay. I, I say that from a personal perspective as well. You know, I've certainly posted up stuff that I've just thought, oh, I shouldn't have. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have. I, I,
3: yeah, I've yeah. done that too after the fact where it's like, okay, I shouldn't have posted this because I could have done better, but it's already out there. Yeah. It, it's I think this yeah. weird constant need for validation yeah. and need for content and to produce content that artists have that uh keeps people
1: it's a weird one isn't it we culture. live in a world where you, you you've got to be have a sort of constant presence you know to be valid and then the best comic of the year turns out to be from a bloke who's been working on it for 30 years and we haven't seen and a hair off for
3: about 10 years <laughs> you know it's yeah, a weird work yeah, sure. you know or the yeah. guy who's working on it for fucking 30 seconds like it goes both ways it's so weird yeah yeah um yeah i uh Man, I just had a total thought derailment right now. I was just
2: go like <laughs> on uh, Reddit and look at some of the comics on there, and then see it's got like thousands of upvotes. And I was like, "Well, wait, there's no craft in this. I don't know how this got to this. I,
3: yeah, there's no yeah. joke
2: in it. I don't understand." And yeah,
3: yeah. It's just a collection of fucking random words. But then also, this might actually just be me getting too old, and maybe I don't get it, man. Yeah, or, I don't yeah. get yeah. art. That like Grandpa
2: Simpson meme. Like, Someone yeah. blew
3: my mind the other day. I remember this is, like, a thing that happened to me probably, like, a year or two ago. I was following this illustrator that I really liked, his artwork. And um, he wouldn't do, like, too many comics, but he was just, like, a good illustrator. And every once in a while, he'd just do, like, a one-panel thing that was just, like, it was funny because he drew it funny. It wasn't, like, you know, a joke or anything. It Mm -hmm. just had a good visual style. And I was following this guy. And I can't remember his name. Otherwise, I would say it give him a plug but um i stopped following him because he would just post memes constantly whether it was memes that he made or memes that someone else made and um you know you unfollow someone you don't really think twice about it too often yeah. it's just like here's your shit in my feed and now it's gone but i guess he noticed which <laughs> always <laughs> me how people would ever notice that you've yeah, unfollowed good, no. them. And he sent me a message saying, thanks for the unfollow, man. Like, this is some passive-aggressive Canadian bullshit. Like, <laughs> he was Canadian, too. And I just simply said, like, you know, I could have been like, how the fuck did you even notice that? What a low life!" Come on. <laughs> uh, but I just said, hey, man, um, you know, nothing personal. I just like seeing your artwork more than I like seeing the memes constantly. So... Oh, and nothing I against know. the memes. But he yeah. what he said was, oh, pff, I don't even post memes that much. And then I guess he must <sighs> have looked at his feed because he messaged me again five minutes later and said, whatever, man. Memes are art, which <laughs> 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 it took me a long time to wrap my head around. But I think that fucker might actually be right. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, but, like,
3: <laughs> And it's weird when you say, like, you talk about the craft that goes into, like, a joke or an image or whatever it is, but fuck, like, whether it's a oh, ton. Don't of tell me that's how it. far we've pull, fallen past. Uh, uh, but, 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 we,
0: but, we, but we have, in a certain, I We're mean, because, yeah. I mean, whether it's made out of someone's, you know, just a, I don't know, one panel from a comic or, or a scene from a movie or someone, or, or all these memes, every single one of us has used a meme in, in, in some. Some, mm. you know, it's become that, hasn't it? And, and, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't, I don't David, want don't to say valid art form, uh,
2: <laughs> but I think it is. It, yeah, yeah. I, did, I, I
1: have to say, I've, I have very rarely use them, I try not to, but I did post one in my Instagram the other day. was a picture of Obi Wan Kenobi, you know, the proper one, and it's Where's Luke Skywalker? and it's Obi Wan Kenobi saying, Up your mum's bum.
0: Uh, yeah, that was, yeah, that's a good one.
1: That's my favorite <laughs> one ever.
3: <laughs> what? I've got- why was that the one that had to be shared? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's the hey. one that broke you. That yeah. You had to share. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to stand up I'm for these fucking geezer. games, but I'll share this one. It's not like <laughs>
1: pictures of my dog and comics. I'm putting this up.
2: <laughs> that, uh, the Padme Amidala one and the uh, Anakin Skywalker one. I got fucking all the time in the world from that. Uh, just yeah. Seems to keep reinventing itself.
3: <laughs> yeah. really enjoyed that one. And yeah. I think like, what that guy said about how the whole memes are art thing, like, I don't even know whether that guy meant it or it was just a knee-jerk reaction because yeah, I unfolded yeah. his shit, but um, like, I found a couple people that actually make memes where it's just like, okay, this guy has something to say, and he's doing a really good job of illustrating it, and it's not just, hey, aren't shits funny? Um, like, do you guys follow this guy named Teenage Stepdad? Uh, no. it's, it's, like, you should take a minute and look at the bullshit that that guy posts, because... <laughs> He makes a lot of weird nonsense out of remixing other people's images and stuff, but, like, he's got a very clear intent behind it, and he's actually, like, been a big proponent for make your own stuff, whether it's memes or this, that, or the other, that you should, you know, if you have any sort of amount of creativity, that you should use whatever's at your disposal, like your phone, to make something like the things that you consume media on can be a tool to create media and comment on other media or just call out that it's bullshit like you could write a post and say that something's bullshit but if you have the creative bone in your body to be able to make a meme even or a drawing to illustrate that wouldn't that be so much more potent or so much in, more so in, a they're, in a way that
1: in a way they're the new they're the new political cartoons aren't
3: they when you think about
1: they, it they, I mean,
3: yeah they Totally are, which it took me so long to really like come around to that um and i think a lot of people don't want to come around to that or acknowledge that because they don't think that it takes as much effort as what you know you or i would do with the whole comic panel sequence yeah. but so I've, I think I've, while, the, I while we've been talking the to to them, but there is effort that goes yeah them. it's
1: true i mean while i've been talking i've been sent two yeah and one one is a, it's a, a picture of a woman a, like a zombie-faced woman and it says the ladybird book of challenging wanks and <laughs> and the my mate has sent it to me along with the line that said is this tony's new book you know, <laughs> right? so okay that's funny I get, that's, I, I that's a good punch up yeah, I like yeah. That one. and then the other one is we've had a, a bit of a political scandal over here you may not be aware of pat but there's a there's one of our main politicians who's been caught canoodling and there's a video of him being rather embarrassingly sort of salacious kissing this lady he's having an affair with. And I've got oh, a meme in, 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 in her name, Gina. In, in, in,
3: who even the, gives a shit? I know, I know. And in The Prime in this meme, Minister of our country got caught doing blackface. Oh, he did, didn't he? Yeah oh, did, yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, and, and in this meme, it says, in fairness, Gina's legs were two metres apart. And I thought, well, that's okay. That's <laughs> Fucking hell. Why that's did you know or... when I took
0: a drink, Tony? Why
1: you... <laughs> <laughs> There was the lady he was having an affair with. I think that was her name. Yeah. yeah. To be fair, I didn't think he had it in him, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So,
0: well
1: done, you know. No, not well done. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> we are not yeah, condemning that.
3: You know, how many, like, like people look at my shit and be like, that's not fucking well done. That's not comics. That's not art. You know? Well, like, yeah, they're going to be out there. The time, yeah. And it doesn't mean that it's true. Yeah. It just means that's just, like your opinion man <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Half the time I fucking agree with your opinion and think you're right but then yeah. the other half of the time I gotta kind of acknowledge some of the shit that people are putting out there because yeah. some of it's valid some yeah. of it's complete yeah. nuts crap it's, I mean, it's like, the
1: people who are taking chances I have no problem with at all I like people you No, know, even if there are maybe a bit you know could improve if they're taking a chance and putting you know putting stuff out it's all this safe stuff man that I can't stand you know people talking happens. to their dog or something you know or, Thinking yeah, about clouds. Fuck sometimes you. you can,
3: any meme you see isn't something safe or sanitary. It's something fucking weird and absurd and yeah. stupid, which, yeah. you know, there's a lot of power in stupidity, which I think a lot of people don't realize. <laughs> <laughs> people talk about being stupid like it's a bad thing all the time. Like, there's certain types of stupid that maybe there are, but being stupid can kind of be. I guess a little bit freeing, a little yeah. bit like. Give I mean, your, your, we've long... managed three
0: three hundred and thirteen episodes. Yeah, it. We've yeah, yeah. We're doing that's it, right?
3: how we've gone with it. Exactly. So, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You know, it, but still, too, behind the scenes, it's a lot of work to you know get the yeah. stuff on the. Yeah. And, you know, to commit to something for hundreds of episodes is like, yeah, no six secret. years now. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. don't be like that.
3: But <laughs> all the drives you forward and gets you to where you are right now. You use the platform to make the dick and fart jokes and do whatever dumb shit you're going to do in that hour because you can and it's liberating and you need to. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, that's true, man. Yeah, that's exactly right. Things. Yeah, hats off to you, it's all valid.
1: thank you man so so segueing a bit more into your work dude is um i'll take it are you part of the sort of con scene over there you like is it you're tcaf you know attendee and all that sort of thing
3: a little bit a little bit so obviously covid put a huge damper on that i haven't been to a con in a couple years now Mm. um the other thing too is uh i I was getting going and i've I've been getting more traction in comics over the last couple years and trying to capitalize on that, trying to get in front of people as much as I can. I started doing conventions in the States and okay. trying what, to get what it. What
1: ones have you done and, and have they been good or not? Or
3: They've all been pretty good, man. The, the only one that's been bad is just that one that I went to in Hamilton. And luckily it was only like an hour away from my house. But the right. only reason why that one was bad is just because, are you guys familiar with the concept of noise music?
1: No. no. Okay.
3: Well, basically what it is, it's a guy playing a fucking keyboard through a bunch of disordered effects pedals for four hours that all just ends up sounding like static and white noise. People make right. the argument that it's music the way that you'd make the argument that memes aren't art. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Metal Machine Music by Lou Reed, that sort of thing you mean? Yeah, but like way worse. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> so and that's my opinion, that's how I feel about it, but that was the only con I ever went to where it was bad, is just some experimental noise artist in the corner playing loud noise music for four hours and I just had a terrible headache, but fuck, that was bad. But you know, I still got to get out and see people, which I always appreciate doing. But yeah, I've been trying to get more into the con stuff. Obviously COVID fucked that up. It's really important to get in front of people. It was a weird thing too. Like I had a daughter two years ago, so that sort of put me out of things for a little bit. TCAF was a weird thing for me because like if I go to a convention like it's very seldom that I go to a convention and there's ever another artist tabling with stuff that I could easily pick out and identify with and say, like, oh, that's the guy that makes the shit that I would like, or that's the guy that I should table beside because he has shit similar to me. Um, I'm usually the weird sore thumb that sticks out. And I think TCAf you know, as far as like underground stuff goes, like, yeah, they got some there's there's some racy or risky stuff, I guess you
1: okay. could is it I more the like... sort of? Is it more the sort of self-made hero kind of yeah. graphic novel? You know, I, introspective.
3: I think you see a lot of the same shit, which is why, like, for a lot of years, I would apply to TCAF and I would never get in. Right. And I sort of like felt like this is like an attack on my character. Like my comics aren't valid. Like I don't put a ton of work into them because it's not the same fucking auto bio bullshit or whatever it is that people are putting out. <laughs> but. um... I came to realize it's just like no they're just very stringent with who they select and how they select them um i actually went to a big seminar deal now i think tcaf
1: kind of tcaf and onglem are the two if you ignore the report mess that there is they're the two main ones i think at the moment you know
3: i, I think you're right and like yeah. they actually had a seminar about how to apply to tcaf and what they look for and it's not necessarily <laughs> that they want everyone to do the same thing that was my misconception as a bitter artist it's just that They want you to treat your artwork, whether it's Peeper Creeper or like the next big hit indie thing, like it's a job. And like this is how you're presenting yourself and you're trying to be as professional as you can, whether or not what you're doing. God, that sounds horrible. Yeah, I know. It does sort of sound terrible. (laughs) That's how they do it, right? Like they want to take you seriously regardless of what the level of your work is or your skill is. So realizing that, it's like, okay now i'll apply to tcaf and i started to get in but um i never actually been able to table at tcaf because the first year i got in our daughter was born the next year covid happened and then after that it got rescheduled to be an online only thing and i have zero desire to do any convention stuff that's online because yeah like we've, maybe we've there's... had a lot of that over here we're
1: just not finding it's getting any traction Really.
3: exactly because so, social media does that yeah. for people every day so why would i bother sending people to a .com website when they're already coming to see my shit somewhere else digitally so um maybe that's a fickle narrow viewpoint i would love to be proven wrong and figure out that there's a better way to do it but i yeah. don't see it so i that's don't sort think of... you can charge yeah. for it i think
1: that's a step too far as well i right, think you yeah. can't there's so many podcasts and youtube videos of everyone you ever want to see you yeah, know, ex- you can't really, you know. It's
3: so easy to put yourself out there. So there's all these yeah. other forms in which people have just, already done. It. As soon as you Except put a barrier before, in, that's it. Yeah. Like, people
2: go somewhere else.
3: Exactly. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like, there's no substitution for putting yourself out there in person. So it's nice that people have tried. Um, but I just want to go back to having, like, a normal, normal-ish convention. You I mean, know, is what, it opening up for you? Is
1: it? I know New York's kind of slightly limited, but that's opened up now, isn't it? And we've got MTM and Thought
3: Bubble at the end of the year here you know
1: things are starting
3: yeah my specific region um has not quite opened up yet um we're still i think in like phase two of the lockdown so a lot right. of stores, retail still closed and things like that oh, mate. Um, but uh, all the other areas around me are starting to slowly open up but there's certainly no public events being held or publicized yet um, what's the definitely... school with vaccinations with you are they rolling out or They're rolling out, but uh, they were rolling out a lot more slow than other places. Like, you know, you go to a baseball game in America, it's full capacity and no one's wearing masks here. You know, we're not having, you know, shit like that. You can't even go to a bar to watch a sports game. So, Um, yeah, I feel like our vaccination rollout shit was a lot of like, have you ever heard the concept of uh, under promise over deliver? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like that's the way the government was trying to play it out. It was like, oh, we'll say that everyone can get their vaccine within six months and then we'll bump it by another three months, but then they'll be really happy when we give it to them in eight months. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, It got delayed, delayed, delayed after the first doses that people got and then all of a sudden it was just like, everybody get your fucking doses now! (laughs) Like, when I went to go get my – I just got my second dose the other day, and I had to wait over an hour to get my second dose. And, like, keep in mind, like, I went and I had an appointment scheduled. Yeah. I didn't just go there willy-nilly. I had an appointment scheduled, and I still had to wait over an hour just to get into the building to get my vaccination. Whereas the first time I went to get the vaccination, it was a ghost town. there was no no one there and i'm not sure if it's like people holding out or not knowing how to get it or what's going on but um it's weird when i went into central london today
1: and it just feels like people have just gone ah fuck it and just started getting drunk and boning a lot you know it's like that it's
3: (laughs) all yeah because they realize there's a lot of other diseases you can get doing that so they're just going to go full board Just go from all what's one more right on top of vd yeah, or gonorrhea big...
0: what is it like pokemon go you just have fucking collect them all as you <laughs>
3: yeah start, exactly the city <laughs> it's a numbers game it's a numbers <laughs> game to have you know um, nah, we, we joke but in all seriousness i yeah. wouldn't fuck around with COVID. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Are, are things so are things actually getting better for you guys down there too yeah, or is I that mean, the thing they're tired of and they're just I'm... going fuck it wow there's a bit of that
1: going on there's there's yeah. we're getting like every weekend there's some march going on about people who said oh we'll lift the lockdown you know and we've just been extended through for another few weeks before we open up properly i'm yep. double jabbed both you boys are single jabbed but waiting for your second one is yep. that right yep. yeah 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 and with um our convention season we got a first one in september um it's a bit of a tester one and then the main ones are in october so we've got thought bubble i don't know if you've heard of thought bubble before
3: yeah yeah i have i uh... Very much would like to go there and table there one day. Yeah, bring bring a new liver because it's quite a heavy drinking one. That one. <laughs>
0: wow, um, wow like, we're too old for that game now. We so are, mate, aren't we? Yeah, yeah
3: we're man. not on the diet. I the am Johnson, lame when it comes to <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. we'll all be lame now, though. none drink. of us have been out drinking. That's the thing. I a yeah.
1: proper drinking,
2: for literally years. Or, yeah, that's, whatever. Yeah,
3: like I, I used to play in bands too before I uh, did comics. So like that would be the thing to do is everyone would play a show and then go get fucked up during the show or get fucked Mm. up after the show but our band and this is like the type of person i was we were just like nah we're gonna go to the van and we're gonna sleep or uh (laughs) we're gonna get to the next show early or uh we're gonna go home now it's like you were tailor-made to be a comic creator Hey, it's like yeah. Yeah,
1: that's... <laughs> yeah, yeah Well you'll see a lot of that at Thought Bob, a lot of people who don't go out that much getting a little bit carried away on yeah, too much boots. Yeah. I mean there's yeah, a bit of that goes on at Comic yeah, conventions
2: One pint, it. One pint wonders.
1: Yeah, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, <laughs> we're we? hoping to mate. We've got MCMs at the <laughs> end of the year. We've got the Lakes Festival, which is a sort of it's kind of like a, they've modelled it oh, a mini a mini Angoulême, It's sort of set across a town up north in a sort of picturesque northern town. Yeah, so it's I mean, fingers crossed, Touchwood, it's all happening here. We'll yeah. see. So, we've got Frank Miller oh. coming to Thought Bubble this year so that's quite a big coup for I us I
3: saw that, that's pretty yeah, yeah. huge what a way yeah. to come back the uh, convention you have Frank Miller there, you can go get your anti-Zionist comics signed by him in person <laughs> <whatever the fuck laughs> <is sitting there. laughs> <laughs> i talk shit but i love frank miller you know oh, yeah. Yeah. This is all this too, <laughs> he's he's mount rushmore
1: for us he really Just, is do you know yeah. what i mean he's a dignity yeah he's, a, yeah, he's yeah. a
3: nut job but god oh, love no, him for yeah it. yeah. yeah some of the best people are do you know yeah, what i mean? wouldn't be the same without him so you know yeah. all praise to frank miller regardless of how good what he does is or isn't <laughs> <laughs> so uh, obviously you are you guys yeah. familiar with russell tasom at all uh i don't think so yeah, yeah he's my buddy he does uk he got his comics in the uk but, what's um, his name again sorry russell taysom t-a-y-s-o-m
1: oh no don't know,
3: don't know. He's, he's just a pal of mine i never really realized how much he does or doesn't get his work out there but i always see him posting new stuff and i was wondering if you're familiar he actually has he did uh five pages for my comrade kill book that's uh gonna oh, be well come up,
1: man. yeah that's good just to know
3: one silly weird stuff i think he's done a lot of strips for some music magazines then in the uk so i'm yeah, kind of blanking great. off some of the titles of them but you
1: probably know him from like thought
3: bubble or somewhere but yeah, I yeah. i've heard of him before yeah, yeah. he was he was doing this one comic that i really liked called uh art mole makes it big which was <laughs> just like you know anthropomorphic talking animals just like being terrible but it was just like sort of a commentary and like a parody of what your local bullshit art scene is like and what all these hipsters are doing with like instagram <laughs> content through yeah. like the guys of this weird art mole and like hipster cat and blah 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 but it was really it was really good i don't think he's still doing it but he should be sounds it good really it sounds
1: cool. a bit like a comic version of nathan barley are you aware of the tv series nathan barley
3: mm, i can't say that i am look it up man That's yeah. there's
1: a comic there somewhere it's, the, it's just it's just taking the piss out of East London used to be all cockneys and fighting and all this sort of thing and now it's just full of people who wear flip flops on their head because they think it's cool Do you know what I mean
3: you're all um, a bunch of dandies yeah. I don't know yeah. is that a term that you would use to insult I, somebody I use that daily you know but they're, hip- but they're, hip-
2: they're hip- sort of hipsters aren't they they were sort of proto hipsters
1: yeah, yeah. A mm. yeah have, a, have
3: a look I don't even know what fop means is that a bad word fop fop
1: no, I don't think so. That's no, all right. that's Just too bad. Yeah,
3: of... fancy I'm Dan. getting like confused with slang from another country? <laughs> <laughs> nice. No, I think I think FOP's an English one, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Hello, Fop. I am foreign idiot man. Have you met me before? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse myself. It's, it's it's one there, of the there's a messages.
1: superhero. Hello, I the opening it's... messages you Jeez, sent me when we were talking about when we are talking about you coming on the podcast, you went, "Mate, I'm a fucking idiot. I don't know what I'm going to say." And I'm like, oh, <laughs> it. <It's> like <laughs> this sounds
3: good." I what I'm going to say, and I'm a fucking idiot, but it's not going to stop me from coming on. <laughs> yeah. That's stuff
0: anyways, I, you so. you have been an absolute legend, sir. So, uh, uh, yeah,
3: yeah, you guys uh, flat too much. I'm not worthy, you guys. No, <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> man, that was
0: good. Uh, for... Mate,
3: you've brightened up our day reading this comic. I got, yeah, that's Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Up. And certainly, for our lovely listeners, who are definitely going to want to check out Peeper Creeper and the rest of your work, where can people find you, follow you, buy your comics, etc.? Uh,
3: Predominantly, if you just... Well, you can go to patricksparrow.com. I'll make it easy for you. There's all the bullshit there. If you want to follow <laughs> me on social media, it's at Patrick C. Sparrow because... The other Patrick Sparrow on social media, ironically, is a priest, so I had to get a different answer. (laughs) Uh, And that's where you can find whatever bullshit I'm trying to sling out there. (laughs) Uh Gotta make the shit, and then make the people look at the shit! Because otherwise, uh, I'm just... (laughs) In the void. And then, (laughs) might as well be dead. And does anyone know that I'm alive, and does it have any merit? I don't know. I need people to see it to find out. And what better
0: time, people, go and legitimize this man's existence? Yes. <laughs>
3: <Right>. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to sound desperate, but uh... <laughs> oh, we all are. We Just make we make it, comics. Kill this cat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you get artists that are trying to play it cool and nonchalant, like they don't give a shit. It's like, oh, I don't even know where you can fucking follow. I don't even ugh. follow. Buy a book. I don't even. <laughs> what's that? I'm not gonna start playing, boy. <laughs> Go buy a fucking book, for the love of God. <laughs> to buy baby.
0: Woo! Well, how was that?
3: That was good, good, wasn't on, it?
0: it? Yeah, there's a name to put on your lists.
1: Honestly, go to his Instagram. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah. It makes me laugh every yeah. day. Yeah. Come
0: vampire. Definitely. 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 Yeah, that's the first time we've had that phrase. That's a dog yeah. show, isn't it? <laughs> it's quite surprising, yeah. really.
1: Weird that um, we both released <clears> comics <throat> in the same week, and... um. They both involve people drinking semen.
0: <laughs> it's obviously trending. Yeah, um,
1: it's, in the, it's in the Nadir, what they call it.
0: Don't don't talk sci-fi terms with me, Tony. <laughs> um, but no, thank thank you, Pat, for joining us this week. Um, that was a hell of a lot of fun, and seriously, folks, you have to see the comics for yourself. And it's it's another example of making comics because you love it, and that's what we're all about on this show um and yeah and speaking of uh, comics because you love it nanny and hank that looks, <laughs> that is pretty great yeah it actually that, looks yeah. all right yeah, yeah i look at it in the break yeah. it actually it, looks all right yeah yeah so you know you may have thought we were taking the piss but this is what happens you think oh and then you actually you actually do an informed yeah. look at something there is egg and and it's on my fucking face as
1: <laughs> long as it's egg yeah <laughs> I'm well, not
2: in one of your comics, Denny, don't worry. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, we'll hear more about that in a minute. But do we have any shout outs this week, gents? Yes. Yes. I'd like oh. to
1: give thanks to Johnny Cannon, Damien Edwardson, and Ian Ashcroft and Tom Stewart, all who sent me comics this week. Thank you very much. Very nice to get comics through the post. Thank you, gentlemen. Um, also shout out to Battle Hunting Beast Badges is up for pre-launch registration on Kickstarter. Cool. And sign up for that the hardcover looks absolutely brilliant and i know oh, it's just man. added a tier where you can get a page of original art from it as well it Fucking looks. Brilliant. i'm
2: gonna have to fucking look at that right now
1: yeah um ha- and also crept up on us and pointed out by the mighty harris on twitter that um the drink and draw that we held last friday was uh the year's anniversary of our drink and draws that's incredible how quickly has that gone by
2: mate i just don't know what fucking time's going to <laughs> yes. i
1: just don't know but they've all been great, and last last Friday's was um, uh, the same. And uh, just just to chuckle, you know, talk a lot of talk about art, a lot of mucking about. Everyone's welcome, so please come along because they will, where well, they will cheer your week up. Um, we
2: kind of chat about stuff we don't really chat about on the show, so yeah, you kind of think oh,
1: we we chat about a couple shit. of things that are in. We're not going to mention them here, but a couple of things that are in the comics sort of politics at the moment, and uh, yeah. Everyone had a very interesting and reasonable. We had a reasonable discussion about it. Yeah, that's
2: what. Yeah, a couple of people's takes. So I was like, that's very well considered. And yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and the last one is: come join us. Come to the Slack group. We're adding people every day, and, and that's also turning into a um, a great place to have a discussion and to post mm. and talk about new comics and artwork and movies and everything. So pop over and do that. The only the, the way you can find that is just message any of us, and we'll send you a link. Yeah. Um, to join
0: there you go that's fine. dan, dan
2: what is Boom. i've got the hordes of surrey part two and catch up a very british treasure hunt uh that's heading into its final days now and the story is mike and the gang have been having a simply splendid time hunted for buried treasure the bad news the order of surrey has been watching and is poised to strike uh so that's written by dave Woodman and art by our, our good friend rory uh yeah. Yeah, get on that, back that. It only needs the slightest of nudges to get it over the line and get it into print. And you'll have four days when you listen to this on Monday, the 28th. So
1: do it.
0: Do it. Do it now. <laughs> um, every time. Every time I'll do, yeah. I'll do that. We've
1: signed up to his newsletter this week, and his uh, newsletter says sign up for my newsletter. Do it now.
2: Yeah, and I did.
1: Do, do it we now. Did. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. So I'm looking finish... forward to hearing from Arnie. Yeah, me too. I like yeah. his little horses. Because he's such a big lump, he doesn't have a dog, because He's like Shetland ponies running about his house.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um, we'll put the link in the show notes.
2: D- um... No he won't. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll put I, I put think some... he uh, a screen cat came up from last year where like he, he posted something for Pride and someone said, Oh, I can't believe you're putting stuff out loud like this, are I'm leaving this page and needs to put Hasta La Vista baby. <laughs> <laughs> Old as fuck.
0: (laughs) Brilliant.
1: Um, (laughs) Who's the actress? who's in Twins. That English actress used to be married to Kenneth Branagh. Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson. I saw an interview. Twins.
0: You're thinking of Junior. Junior,
1: Junior. pardon me. Sorry, yeah, Junior. And uh, there was an interview with her, and she was saying, "What's he like?" She says, "He's lovely. He's such a gent. He's like the really, he's genuinely the nicest person I've worked with." And the the interview went, "Can he act?" she said, "No, not at all. No."
2: That one where he, the someone threw the eggs at him. He goes, God,
1: "Oh
2: no!" He was at like when he was governor of California a couple of years ago. Someone protested threw eggs at him. And He goes, "I'm pretty mad with this guy now because he he owes me for like the sausages and the bacon." <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like the quick fire. He's <laughs> got it. Yeah. 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 Uh, anyway, anyway, uh, it's time for the recommendation section of the show. Who would like to go first, gents? I
1: have I th- two like a worthy mention and a, a, a normal one well, you, so, you, I do,
0: you so i do you do my worthy
1: mention yeah uh so bloom the origin of the prophet issue two written by ted sikora who did the coloring the lettering as well and art by butch mapper i've mentioned the first issue of this i don't know if you remember guys this is the one yeah, i showed I you remember. this is the psychedelic cover um picked straight up from issue one um and it's so well done i'm just so impressed with this series, and it's something that's completely—it's one of those ones where. What we're going to recommend this week? What can I and then sort of surfing comicsology. You know, we do that occasionally, don't we? Just to see what we can find. And I come across this, and then end up kicking back in the Kickstarter and everything. And there's he has got a bit of a universe going around these characters. But this is a call back to the '60s. It's the day Woodstock happens. The a man, a woman. She's there's something strange and peculiar about her. They're out in the woods, and he's photographing her as part of a photographic project. And they have sex, and something happens. It's clever. It's sort of slightly disturbing it's cool it is quite sexy a couple of hippies in the woods and then this man appears is she a demon is she not a demon she holds a bug up to her eye and the bug disappears and he says where's the bug And she says well it's in my eye now and it's just this really thing really strange story but i think the heart of it is how a woman has gone quite mad after a man has had sex with her and then rejected her and that's kind of at the heart of this story it's very cleverly done um and also quite frightening um so it's uh Bloom, The Origin of the Prophet. I think he's about to kickstart 3 and 4 all in one go. Um, Have a look at it. Really, really cleverly done, well-made, just indie comics and well worth a look. I think that's my first one.
0: Okay. Um, I know what Dan's going to talk about, so I'll I'll jump in first. Okay. um, With issue one of Vinyl um, from Image Comics. I bought that today. (laughs) Oh, good, good. I think think you're... This is from Doug Wagner uh, by Daniel Hilliard and colours by Dave Stewart. Um, I mean, Dave Stewart's just one of the best colourists out there. Really? Yeah. Um, and I'll just make sure that I, I'll cover everyone. Uh, letterer is Ed Dukeshire. Editor is Kevin Gardner. Designer is Sasha... Ehad. Ehad. <laughs> That's a lot of words. Sasha yeah. Ehead. I was reading it and I just thought... Is that the connection dropped out there. No, no, no. It's yeah, that, 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 that. that was me trying to read as as the PDF was opening up. Um, I previously spoke about the book Plastic, um, which came out, um, was it last year, I think? Well, I think it might even
1: be two years ago. I think yeah. it was two years ago. I think ago. it was pre-lockdown, wasn't it?
0: Yes. Um, plastic was about a serial killer who was in love with a plastic sex doll. Uh, <laughs> and the creators of that have come back with vinyl which is a, a spiritual successor it's not the continuation of that story yeah you can
1: just read this one you don't need to have read yeah
0: yeah you yeah. don't need to have read it um vinyl um is very much all about records obviously and you can see that from the cover you have a main character and there's sunflowers with the center of the are vinyl records um but this is still keeping on the same path um, it's an unsettling, as the synopsis says, an unsettling t- tale of psychopaths, sweet love and a serial killer named Walter. When Walter's best friend, the FBI agent charged with his capture, is kidnapped by a death cult of all female sunflower farmers, <laughs> farmers, Walter finds himself deep within an underground labyrinth filled with secrets and monsters. But are their monsters more horrific than his? This is issue one of six... Um, I am on board for all six. I mean, Hilliard's great, isn't he?
1: What a lovely line Hilliard has. Oh. I really like. Very clean, isn't so, it? You know, uh,
0: yeah. So very, very, reminiscent. Dan, I think you'd be a big fan of this artwork with um, obviously um, Otley and the light like for like Invincible. It's, it's like it's... a gentle Otley, yeah, man. man. There's the yeah. Gentleness to it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but <laughs> you know, there's a there's a real lovely line and brutality there because this this book gets brutal but it's also it's a real <laughs> amusing character piece it's it's yeah. like deep visceral horror but it has that there's almost a, a comedic character piece i like, I like the fact you
1: get to halfway through it and it's all like oh they're wine tasting and they're in the countryside and oh yeah. look sunflowers and all this sort of thing and the middle pages is this lovely double page spread of him cycling through the countryside yeah and then the end of it is just covered in blood
0: yep yep <laughs> Um yeah, because it is this um yeah, this undercover FBI agent who's just been hanging out with this guy and, you know, basically getting to the time where he's going to bring him in. They know he's a serial killer. Who um you see these these short flashbacks of um listening to vinyl records, like classic vinyl records of Ella Fitzgerald, um, and you've got the lyrics and then you just see like bits of human skin flash across the <laughs> A it's a bit of folk as well. horror as well, isn't it? There's, yeah. there's a bit of that about yeah. it as well. There, there's yeah. definitely, yeah, you know, they've got that whole sort of midsummer sort of like... Um, yeah. Um, I didn't realise it's stretch. a
1: wraparound cover, I'd only just noticed. That's yeah. quite a nice cover, yeah. actually. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yes. It, it's beautiful, but it, it, it's, it's another case of, like, there's a horrible serial killer and another bunch of villains, and you're... Uh, by the end of it, you're with the serial killer. Um, right. And so, so when it ends, you're like, oh, this is going to get good. And, um, yeah very cool. You you know when like um the slashers are almost like you know they are John Wick sort of like ultimate sort of appear out of nowhere and just gut someone. It, he he's that kind of person, but he's also quite jolly in his own way and he, he's very <laughs> but but I know um bits of storylines that are coming later and there is a there's going to be more <laughs> Walter has friends and they are as, they are as eccentric as he is. And I, I believe they're coming to help, which means that it's going to get pretty fucking brutal as it goes on. But probably in a in a wonderful comic book way because I, I love the way that they craft the stories. In this, I think Wagner's got a great, um, just grip on character. You know, gives you, it sets you up, drops you into the story, tells you enough, um, tells you enough to get attached to to the story and what's going on because and then you're in it. You know, you're dropped into it. Without without like here is like two issues of how this character came to be, you know, it gives you enough. You're like, right, I'm on board, let's go. Um yeah. I'm glad it's I'm glad it's six issues. There's only three I got it on Comicsology.
1: Yeah I've added it to my pool list. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, there's only three currently available and, you know, it's gonna go weird, it's gonna, it's gonna get, get twisted. Um but if it's anything like plastic it's gonna be absolutely brilliant and yeah it's not an all-ages book because there are there's literally internal organs being this sp- isn't
1: really an all-ages episode is it no fair. not really no, that, that's why it's quite
0: fitting that this one goes in here <laughs> um yeah that's what she said yeah sort of um... <laughs> and speaking of speaking of what yes get, get vinyl because it's it's really good um, oh that yeah. sounds good i, I, I did not know that, that this was you know i had no idea this was a he's disc- got another one
1: planned isn't he? and he's doing
0: a third one I, it feels like that, you know. Yeah. I, I didn't know. I mean, because I, I initially thought, "Oh, vinyl is that the sequel to plastic?" And I like that it's not. I like the idea of a thematic trilogy. Um, yeah. And what he's going
1: to do is the third one. I don't know. Le Mange.
0: Hessian. Yeah. Um, but 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 speaking speaking of things that are uncomfortable when rubbed against you, Dan, do you want um, to? Dan, your butcher. Uh, what <laughs> do you want to talk about? Your. Yeah, I've got this through.
2: Uh, mentioned earlier in the show. Got this uh, atomic Hercules weapon of mass destruction by Adam Farpin, Tony. Thank you very Tony. much, yes. my
1: friend, for backing. It's very got this shiny. through. Yeah.
2: Same day as we got uh, Tales of the, the Creeper, and I saved it for a day or two before I read it. And now uh, this, oh, oh, this is great. Oh, no. <laughs> it's great. It's really good. <laughs> uh, essentially, it carries on the 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 the, sort of the wanderings of uh, Herc, doesn't he? As he goes yes. through, I don't want to spoil it too much because uh, this is almost my thing. I if you give away too much about the comic, I feel like you robs something of the, the, the potential reader. Do okay. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But mm-hmm. the, the storyline is that... I don't want to give that away. Essentially, uh, Herc gets kidnapped, and they try and milk him for his uh, <laughs> seed. <isn't> it? <laughs> uh, and it, it's sort of set in... Uh, the well, it's Nazis, isn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a planet of... Um, there's, there's, I'm quite proud of the origin for the Nazis... Uh, you'll find Go out. It. But, well, no, it I is. Yes. Yeah, so there's a group of people who get called Nazis a lot a lot on the internet for doing stuff. And they think, oh, fuck it. Let's just be Nazis. And, and, they, and they also watch a lot of 70s and 80s eighties British yeah. television and watch stuff like LOLO and get the sort of too confused.
2: That's great. So yeah. It's a double page spread of like how the society kind of like goes from the one point to where they sit there now in this like fascist nazi future yeah. where they're yeah. sort of <laughs> Is that... and they're actually proper nazis they're fucking horrible oh yeah hitler's there and yeah. everything yeah 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 and uh they're the villains i've said it before man but this fucking comic feels really edgy uh just good yeah. it's like a million miles away from uh a lot of the stuff i get to read and i really enjoyed it i just fucking there's so many references in it as well that uh if you're in the know or sort of like the the sid james references and yeah. when uh Herc's trying to keep the wolf in the door, so to speak, and he's always he sounds like Tony Blackburn, Dave Lee Travis.
0: <laughs> the Dave the Lee Travis one made me laugh out loud. The hairy cornflake, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then he got the two Nazi girls going, Work the de ball down the de shaft, or we will be here all day. <laughs> 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 yeah, fantastic comic. I really enjoyed it. Thank you, mate. Cheers. Yeah, yeah um, we don't like yeah, to be and safe. I've got to say, Adam's foul. Uh, so he's, yeah, uh much he's is he
1: improving. Really I mean he's great anyway, but how much is he improving? I really do love that double page spread at the start there.
2: That so one the, with the beach, I was just uh, uh, I loved that. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah,
1: yeah, it was the really way he's worked the title into it and everything. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And you should have a there's a, a kind of a, a sequel, not a sequel, but a kind of parallel story if you if you check your inboxes, there's a two pager that we did as a little stretch goal.
2: Oh, nice one. Yeah. We'll check that out.
1: About the two people who appear at the end and demand something on the last mm. page. Gotcha, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. another one. Um, so where... where can they get that if they want that tea? Yeah.
1: Oh, it's not, it's going, it will be, it will be going up on um, neverironanything.bigcladtail.com and it will be up on Tribute Press as well, but we're letting it get out to the backers first.
2: Yeah, fair play.
1: Yeah, so We think that's the right yeah. thing to do. So there's still some that have got to land in America. So so once that's all landed, then we'll, we'll be sticking it out for sale. Yeah, thanks, man. There you go.
2: Go. Alex the camp could
1: take a lesson or two from exactly. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> she
2: doesn't no lessons. No. Yeah. she got nothing to learn, exactly.
0: <laughs> what? what would you like to recommend, Tony? To sign us off, uh,
1: mine is Cutthroat Tradesman's Special Edition, which even the title I think is good. Um, we all love the tradesman's, don't we? Um, it's by Warwick Fraser coom Um, firstly, the title is um. Cut the word cut is looks as if it's fingers that have been cut off someone, yeah, and made to sh- shape a C, a U, and a T. Do you know what I mean? It's it's fucking freaky. Um, and it's a collection <laughs> and it contains Revenger, Friendly Fire, Hungerville, The Ghost Exterminator, Hungerville 2, Resurrectionville, and um, uh, Revenger, Friendly Fire Part 2. Um, you there's some of it has been reprinted elsewhere. Um, I think some's in in the shift, is it? What's the name of that? that sort of anthology is it Shift
0: yes The Shift
1: Yeah, I think some of it's in there um, so I thought that was the wrong name for a second but you're right yeah, yeah that's it um, we've spoke to him about his art. do you remember V Thought Bubble thought years bubble. ago yeah,
0: yeah a few years ago Yeah,
1: he does some incredible work doesn't he
0: yeah
1: he, it's so detailed I remember him saying I don't understand about compression rates or anything like that but him telling you about the size of the file or something do you remember yeah and, you went, yeah. What? and he,
0: he works like to enormous sort of sizes as well like original sort of size yeah yeah. yeah it's
1: it's it's really good there's um incredible detail in it as well um it reminds me a bit of um somebody like gary spencer millage from strange haven um or maybe somewhere between gary spencer millage and someone like mine simmons there's he lives in this sort of ground between the two somewhere um very punchy with the colors um a lot of great use of red especially throughout this as a shock tactic red yeah. very good there's um, there's an android in Hungerville which is especially nightmarish, and it's um, it reminds me a bit of the you know when you were a kid reading ABC Warriors and the the, the robots in that are just fucking psychos. I think Christ Almighty, yeah, I mean, he's just people smushing humans up in their mouths and stuff. Yeah, mm. Christ, almighty. and it's a bit like that. It's, it's quite this demented creature, um, and he's on this planet collecting a debt um from this dude. Uh, the planet's called Tangri-7 on this abandoned planet. And the planet comes alive and um, turns out that it was abandoned due to the discovery of a liquid metal called Transmetal. And the android and the man are now, they're just fucked because they're in this on this planet's surface. And the, the buildings grow mouths and eyeballs. And just, oh, my God, it's just great. How this dude is not working in 2008, I don't know, because this would make a great 2000 2008 sort of, sort of story um yeah just a real nice combination of horror and science fiction um and in this so that's in two parts that split up in in this sort of collection of stories and in the second part there's um a bit where he meets the android team so there's more of them and uh yeah it, it, he sort of fits his body into another android it's, it's clever it's very well done it's, it's definitely not for uh squeamish people but i absolutely ate it up i messaged him straight away i've reviewed some of some of warwick's comics before and I, I'm, a, I'm a big admirer of people in a, in, a, in a different way but in a similar way to what we just heard from patrick people who are, are willing to push it you know, i mean, we willing to experiment and take chances and stuff like that and i really i really do think he's done that um there's it's the proximity to death injects fire into the soul it's uh, there's also some great lines in it so the writing is really really on par i think it's really good um there's there's one mo- and, and he designs things well he makes things disturbing through design says there's there's a bald man at one point and he's attacked and the um the villain i think it's with a crowbar is cut into the top of this bald man's head the old watchman smiley face and coming from that smiley face are words and you think this well i'm I'm not sure why and i don't know why i'm saying this but why has nobody done that before because it's a clever use do you mean it's it's spinning it somewhere um you can't it's it's only available if you if you contact if you know him on Facebook, you can get a, comp- you can get a copy through him there. It's, but if you go to w a r f r a s warfras at hotmail dot com, you can uh, order a copy from him there. And he's got other work in. He's got other work on the go. He uses life models to do a lot of his drawing as well. So the, I think that some of his work's been cut off because he, because of the lockdown, he hasn't had the access to the to the models to use to draw. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Um, so so this is. Not a stopgap, because it's brilliant, but there's, this is the new thing out before he continues on with Skullfucker, which is another book which is also a genius. Um, yeah, so it's w-a-r-f-r-a-s, warfrass at com. You can order a copy. Here you go. small one.
0: Nice. Nice one. So, so, there you go. What an eclectic, dark and wonderful selection of books for you to check out this week. Yes. Yeah. You know, Danger <laughs> should be the middle name of the, this week's episode. Yeah, it's our middle name. But in, in the best way um so yeah go forth and check out everything that we talked about this week and if you have any questions about um this or upcoming events or upcoming uh, comics or sort of different sort of comic initiatives that you want us to talk about you, there's several different ways you can get in touch with us you can email us awesome comics pod at gmail.com you can follow us on twitter at the awesome pod where we'll be tweeting about like upcoming shows or just retweeting great artwork, et cetera, et cetera, and like, and that's also another avenue to find out info about the drink and draw as well. Mm. So stay tuned for that because that's still going. Yeah, another one coming. Yeah. Um, if you do uh, Facebook, go to facebook.com slash awesome comics podcast. Um, and if you do, if you are on Facebook, then you definitely want to forget everything else and join the um the group Awesome Comics Talk. Because there's a wonderful group of people on there chatting about comics, share, sharing comics and info and all kinds of great community stuff on there. There's art threads, there's convention threads, all kinds. Of, there's a hard selling if you want to do that um, because we put a thread for it because we don't want it to just be blocking. It's not that kind of group. Um, but, Tony, you did put a thread on there, didn't you, for people to do that, if they wanted to do that?
1: Yeah, it's in there. Yeah, yeah. it's it's a funny one. If you see someone posting it, don't just suddenly go, oh, I'm reminded that there's a thread on also and put every everyone dog pile and put theirs in there, because it sends everyone else to the back of the queue. But there yeah. is also a crowdfunding section on the um, on the Slack as well.
0: Yes, yes. So, yeah, as we said earlier, join the Slack chat. Thank you very much for listening to us this week, whether it's on the website awesomecomics.podbean.com. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, you can subscribe and leave a review. Uh, Helps us, helps get the word out about the show. It really does help um, us and people discovering the books that we talk about every week. um, If you listen to us on any other networks, like Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, Podnose, Podknife, what network are we on today?
1: We're on the uh, political podcast network Pod Hands Face Finger. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, ask us in five years how well that dated.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but... I actually think that burnt my battery out the other day. I got so many memes through that day. Yeah, I God. think it killed my battery. This I reckon probably...
0: network traffic went up. <laughs> yeah, I bet this it did. episode has been the the largest amount of meme chat we've ever it had. Has.
1: I didn't know what one was.
0: Yeah, well, there you go.
2: But those, those memes came through, I thought, yeah, these it can't get much worse than this, and then another one would turn up, you know, oh, yeah, it can. Yeah, just yeah, was non-stop. Yeah, yeah all day. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's much like this show. But yeah. um, but we truly appreciate you um, checking us out every week. Thank you very much for supporting us and the show. Um, we hope you enjoyed it this week. Where can people find um, you, lovely guys, online, et cetera?
2: you can find me on twitter at vanguard comic and you can be vanguard at vanguardcomic.com uh, i'm going to be posting up as i'm starting work on viper 2 uh soviet strike it's going to be on all on patreon essentially nice. so, okay if you, to, if you want to see get eyes on, on board coming on up board. Yeah, yeah. The, the two boys there are on board uh you can take a look there
1: nice Tony. you can uh, find our new comic which launches today at uh, tri- uh, patreon.com forward slash tribute press. Fame by myself and Demetrius Zach. I'm, I'm hoping you're going to find it funny. It, it, it made us laugh anyway. And also, can I quickly say, um, going back Rufus Marigold because it, it also needs help.
2: Yes. Um, oh, please.
1: We've get it over the line. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. loved last week. We really want a copy of it. So please go back that as well.
0: Yeah. Very much so. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at jesterdiablo Diablo. And uh, thank you again to pat for joining us this week yeah what a dude yeah what a, what a dude and um there's plenty more great guests in the future over the next couple of weeks uh, as the as the summer of awesome continues that's not a thing summer of love i do I, yeah. I mean it's always a summer of love with us isn't it yeah make that what you will <laughs> <laughs> um but thank you again wherever you are in the world thank you very much for listening um, keep reading comics. Keep making comics, and we hope you're happy, healthy. We love you. I know Tony does. He always he, he denies it every week. But oh, we... I'm
1: overflowing with love for everyone.
0: <laughs> uh, what really? No. Uh, oh well, I appreciate it while it lasts. I love you. Oh, thanks,
1: Tony and Dan.
0: Oh,
1: and Marina Certis.
0: Yes. <laughs> so, from Dan, Tony, Marina, and myself. <laughs> Have a brilliant week. Read loads of comics. (laughs) And as always, what should they do, guys? Stay Stay awesome. Stay awesome. See ya.
4: See ya.
3: I got limited time to watch nonsense, so if I watch something, it's going to be garbage. It's like got to be some sort of phenomenal garbage, not some yeah. sort of middle of the road garbage, which yeah. kind of yeah. is what Wax works. So, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. Eh, it wishes it. Right. Was puppet Master, that's all oh, I'll say. Oh, puppet Master, yeah, I'm not wasting any time on Puppet Master movies. What?
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, look, Tony, don't <laughs> let's end it there, man. <laughs> <laughs>